It is so sad and disappointing that we are unable to cover each and every advancement and device that is released and announced uh, as we go towards the end of the year in the world of technology and Silicon Valley. I am excited by so many developments that are happening. I think for me, more than anything, in the world of technology, what excites me is things getting cheaper, technology improving so much that the things that we all need uh, as human beings just to live and survive, I would like to see things get cheaper. One thing that I'm looking forward to is a breakthrough in in uh, um, um, cleaning seawater and may, turning it into fresh water for all of us to drink, something that is cheap, affordable, and can be operated and done at mass, at scale, um, essentially. I'm really, really looking forward to that. Unfortunately, that is not one of our what we're covering tonight, uh, but we are looking into a few things, starting with the OnePlus Open. The OnePlus as a phone manufacturer or as a brand is a very, very interesting one. It's very similar to Xiaomi, which I think Xiaomi is more prominent here in in. Um, in in the south, I suppose, uh, in the con- the continent of Africa, and particularly here in South Africa, we do not use the OnePlus device much. Now, I love how the OnePlus uh, device began. It started as more of like a a startup that is sort of anti-establishment that's trying to make things more affordable while going against the prices that are being charged by the juggernauts. Those uh, companies like Samsung, Apple. Um, um, I think also, I'm not sure if I can add Opal, but Opal is a very big company, um, as well as Huawei. Huawei is definitely, um, or rather was definitely one of the juggernauts. I don't know if we can still say that about them now. Uh, But they've basically, OnePlus has now released their own foldable phone. Um, And I'm wondering if, I mean, I know I've said this before, but I am genuinely wondering if these foldable devices are even worth it, right? In terms of, do these companies make their money back um, and do they make any profit because I don't see many people with flipping or folding phones. I'm a person who would love to own a foldable device, but I'm not about to spend 30,000 rand on a foldable device. Uh, but one thing I love about the One OnePlus Open, which terrible name for a foldable device, mind you, um, I think they should have just copied Samsung and called it the OnePlus Fold or OnePlus something related to folding, uh, you know. Um, I really wish they definitely could have named it better, but it's a very thin device. It weighs, um, uh, I think, um, just a little less than the iPhone 12, I think it is. Um, just a little less than the iPhone 12, uh, which is quite impressive for a phone that folds. And it it, it basically is, when closed, it is the size of a, a, a normal mobile device. And when you open it, it's basically a tablet. I love that. I would love such an experience, but it's just too expensive way, way too expensive. So I do hope the technology gets better over time. Another thing that um, I wanted to share with you guys is Tesla is now claiming that they will begin delivering the Cybertruck units as of the 30th of November. This would be monumental if they actually achieve this because people have pre-ordered the Cybertruck. It's been years now. I don't think it's been anything less than seven years that people have been waiting for this vehicle. I mean, I knew that it's coming out sometime, but the way that they've made so many people wait, I was expecting it to come... 
I don't know, like in 2030, if I'm honest with you. But it seems like they are now making uh, progress. But this is the thing about Tesla and the Cybertruck in particular. They always announce and always seem optimistic that they will be delivering soon. And then there's always just these complications that make us wait. And I mean, come on. Imagine ordering, pre-ordering something seven years ago and you still haven't received it now. It's, it's, I mean, come on. <laughs> honestly, honestly speaking, here's a very interesting one um, that's both related to television as well as technology. John Stewart, the former host of The Daily Show uh, that was recently hosted by Trevor Noah, and now they're still searching for a permanent uh, host to take over the show. So John Stewart um, is had a show on Apple, Apple TV, uh, which is uh, basically a, a uh, it's a very, very awesome show. Uh, and do remember that as much as uh, John Stewart is now seen as a journalist, he is more or his career is as a comedian. Um, so his show is being shut down. It has finally ended uh, without even beginning filming the third season because and apparently there has been some kind of a clash over AI and China. Yeah, you really don't want to piss off the Chinese. <laughs> they will end your show. I'm not trying to say China ended the show. Obviously, this is a decision that was made by Apple. And I'm wondering why is it that they couldn't just maybe limit the show um, and not allow it to be shown perhaps in China, if that's who it offended. But um, yeah, very interesting news right there. Let's see what's happening in the tech side of things. Firstly, I don't know if you saw this, but it happened this week. Amazon says it's uh, opening up its local store, in other words, its South African store, for people to register as a service provider or a seller on Amazon. Now, the Amazon uh, website will probably only go live, like, if I'm not mistaken, beginning of next year, which leaves us roughly about three months, four months, I'm guessing that's not the formal date, but it leaves us with four months for people to register and to get their products on the Amazon store. Now, I need to be honest, I've done some research, uh, well, very poor research to be totally honest, but the stuff that's currently on Amazon overseas, you're able to ship it to South Africa and get it, but it's not the best quality of stuff. So I was wondering whether that will actually change um in in amazon in south africa I'm, I'm wondering whether that will be the case the same is almost said about take a lot i don't know if you've noticed but on take a lot you can get you can get proper products but you can get knockoffs as well uh unfortunately and i need to be honest with that but you can get not knockoffs as well and it's just not the great quality that it was in the past uh, meaning that people will probably venture to different providers if that's the case with take a lot or more people have a similar experience to mine um they would then go over to amazon probably and see what that's like and if you get a similar experience there well good luck to you then you need to find more online stores uh, to actually purchase your stuff second thing that is very interesting is i don't know if you saw this it also came to light i think it happened actually this this week it came also to light the fact that kusile uh, the Eskom's power station in uh, Emalahleni has got two units back online, uh, which was offline for quite some time because they had a, 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 a chimney. It's actually it's a gas flue duct, they call it, but in layman's terms, the chimney that collapsed. Now, they found a workaround to get it to work, uh, which we are forever thankful for because now we get less load shedding. But the unfortunate side of that is that it's not a perfect workaround and otherwise it doesn't have the same 
efficiency that the normal one would have, meaning that you are sitting with, with, a, with a massive issue of uh, air pollution currently. They, in fact, had to file with the Department of Environmental Affairs a different case saying that, like, listen, this is the workaround, this is what the country needs, but we are going to pollute a lot more. Now, apparently, now this is, I've read this in an article, so if, if the stats are wrong, but the, the article's wrong, they've already seen an increase in asthma attacks in Emalachleni. Uh, since since this workaround has been enforced now unit two, there's three units that were offline unit one started i think beginning of september and then earlier this week they started with unit two being able to run and they hope by the end of uh, or in unit three i don't know why they're working like that but never mind at the end of november they will have unit two up and running again again with the same thing loads more emissions that's happening now I want to end off by saying that I know that this is terrible. It's got a massive health impact, but it's got a massive positive impact on the economy of South Africa. And I just want to say, I don't want to be the one that makes the choice because you're, it's the typical um, uh, philosophical issue that there's one track on two trains and you need to decide which one you're choosing because on the one, you're, you're killing a child that is playing where it can be playing or should be playing. On the other one, you're killing all the naughty children. Uh, that's playing where they shouldn't be playing. It's that typical. It's a philosophical problem. You can check it out. But that's what ESCOM is stuck with now. They need to choose. Are we sacrificing the health of people surrounding Kusile? Or are we benefiting the entire country with politics? Um, I don't want to be in their shoes. I don't want to be the one that's making that decision.